What's up, everybody? It's Andre, but confident podcast number thirteen. I'm joined by Trace, Jimmy, and Zach. Fellas, tell me how was your weekend? Trace, what did you do, brother? Tell me something exciting. Yeah, it was a pretty exciting weekend. Uh, Saturday, oh, yeah. especially, had hey. a pretty nice day in uh, Old Huntington. Uh, a little mm-hmm. Marshall football action, you know. Went to the spring uh, fountain ceremony, which was awesome. They, when they turned the water back on, that's always really good. There's a great speech and everything. And then, of course, the green and white game, which was pretty entertaining. They had a real good crowd on hand, beautiful weather. Uh, met a couple herd, former herd greats, uh, Cody Slate and Albert McClellan. Met them. Uh, it, was, it was a fun it was fun Saturday. I mean, today was pretty anticlimactic, but Saturday was really good. That just gets me more excited for Marshall football and football in general. And we still got several more months to go, but that's a good start. So it was a good weekend. Oh yeah, Dak. What'd you do, man? I watched Endgame twice. Hey, there you go. no shame. <laughs> it was phenomenal. That's about it. Yeah, I hear you, Jimmy. What about you, man? It's a damn good movie. I as well. Well, sadly, only watched Endgame one time. Um, yet we're definitely going to see it multiple times. Um, and contribute to that $1.2 billion opening weekend. Uh, so, yeah. Um, and then uh, got real jealous because Cody Slate sold my brother a car. So that's oh. I guess, pretty cool. Nice. And yeah. um, yesterday played some golf, drank some beers, had a good old time. And then today took care of mom and dad because poor dad threw out his back and mom oh. had surgery on Friday. So it was a fun at the Conway house. Hell of a time. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. Well, that's about it. I hear you. All I did this weekend was uh, spend my time getting drunk. Good times. <laughs> yeah, so. Probably, probably uh, you know, should have calmed down on Friday, but uh, it happens quarters. So, you know, stuff happens. It's all good. But moving on, I mean, hey, it's a good weekend. Hung out with some friends. Um, some people I haven't seen in a long time. So, um, at the end of the show, I do have a big announcement to make for next month or June. Haven't decided yet, but it's happening. So just want to let you guys know at the end of the podcast, I have a nice major announcement for everybody. So oh, snap. <laughs> well, fellas leading into the first topic of the podcast, the NBA playoffs have reached the second round. First round's over with. The last first round game with game seven between the Nuggets and the Spurs. Nuggets won that game rather handily. We are on the second round now. Of course, the series everybody's talking about, everybody's looking forward to. The Warriors and the Rockets game one was today and a great game. The Warriors won in a rather questionable game officiating, people would say. And I'm sure we'll hit on that more. Uh, We also have Portland getting ready to face Denver. And then in the east, Boston on the road. Really put it on the one seed Bucks today in game one. That was a little bit surprising. They beat them handily. And then, of course, we have the 76ers and the Raptors. So a lot of good second-round series is lined up. Uh, that Rockets and Warriors series, a lot of people say that's really kind of like the NBA Finals, even though it's only the second round. So, Chase, start with you. What do you think about the second-round matchup so far? What do you think about that Rockets-Warriors game? Uh, did any, what did the Celtics do what you expected them to do in the first game on the road? Just kind of lay it all out there, man. Uh, well, I will say this. Rockets got screwed. Um, Absolutely. That's a clear foul. Any other time, no matter what game it is, it doesn't matter if it's, you know, the Bulls versus the Kings or whoever it is. If you literally, if the shooter lands in that area and there's a defender there and they fall and they're in that clear path of that area where they land and you have to let them land. But if you don't, it's a clear foul. That's three shots right there. I mean, people say he kicked out. Okay, I mean, I get it. But Draymond Green was literally not even like an inch from his freaking forehead. Yeah. And then, he, and then he falls down, and then they don't call anything. And then, you know, it's crazy, man. They got hosed. I will say that. I mean, sure, would they have a difficult opportunity to look uh, for the game winner? Sure. I mean, the defense right there at the end was – you know, not giving up any good looks, but as far as the Boston and uh, Milwaukee game one, uh, Celtics dominated. I mean, there's no other way to put it. They dominated. Giannis had a terrible game. Um, he really didn't show up at all, but um, I still think it's going to be a good series. I think it can go seven games, but if Celtics 
played the way they played today, then it's a wrap. It's a wrap yeah. in five. So, um, uh, you know, they go in there and they beat Milwaukee at home. That's a, obviously a huge win, motivational boost right there. But I do think Milwaukee takes next game and they go to Boston and probably split the series. And then from there on, I, I do think it can go seven games. But if the Celtics play the way that they played today and win, go up 2-0, it's a wrap. Probably 4-1. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, the, the Celtics, the way that they're playing right now, it, granted it was just one game of this series, but this is starting to look like the Celtics team that a lot of people thought we would see, as right. in maybe the clear favorites in the East kind of thing, maybe a team that could threaten the Warriors. Now, they have a long way to go, but it's really they're definitely off to a fantastic start in that regard. So, Jimmy, okay. moving on to you, uh, what do you think about the second round so far? Uh, did you did you agree with us that – the Rockets pretty much got hosed. We both, me and Chase, have both been vocal on that. Uh, what do you think about that series? What do you think about Boston and Milwaukee and the other two series or whatever? Just anything about the second round, what do you think? I definitely think 1,000% that um, Houston got screwed out of that. The, I didn't watch the game. I was trying to follow along on Twitter for a moment, and, oh, my goodness, it was just the entire <laughs> NBA world blew up, like, multiple times throughout the game, especially late going into the fourth quarter. Um, I guess the rest were just – weren't calling anything for Houston, just calling everything against Houston. And yeah. I did see the, the uh, James Harden three – where Draymond obviously gave him zero room to land and basically took out his legs. But, you know, and I don't care what kind of um, – if, if you're a basketball player or even just an NBA player, whenever you shoot, if you have a chance to kick your legs out, you're going to do it. I mean, they're yeah. smart people – or the all-stars like uh, Harden and, and Thompson and even Kyrie, you know, they're going to do that. But – Harden didn't do it that time. He just tried to come straight down. Draymond took him out, and uh, yeah, so that was awful. Hopefully, get better officiating throughout that series. Um, hope it doesn't go seven. As long as Golden State loses, I'm fine. You know, and just want them to lose. Uh, Celtics Bucks. That was. Um, I didn't think the Celtics would whoop the Bucks like that, um, especially uh, at Milwaukee. But yeah. that series. I could see it going seven um, with the Celtics winning. Uh, then, um, oh, Portland, that series is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. So we'll, we'll have to see what goes on in that. But, yeah, that's pretty much all I got. Yeah, a lot, a lot of really interesting uh, uh, matchups going on, a lot of storylines and everything. So this is definitely looks – the first round was, was – it was okay. I mean, it wasn't overly exceptional from at least, at least in my opinion. There were some good games and some good series, but it wasn't anything that like really tore the house down. So I think we're going to get that in the second round. We've already gotten off to a really good start. So Zach, uh, what do you think about the second round so far? Uh, what, what's your take on the Warriors Rockets game one? What's your take on the Bucks Celtics game one, and then the other two series that have yet to get going? So what do you think? I mean, it's so hard to tell on the foul. It, I think it was a foul. But I also understand why it wasn't called a foul because, you know, the whole adage on James Harden is everybody says it all the time that Harden flops and Harden sure. goes into fouls and Harden does this. So people say that, you know, they want James Harden to get less foul calls. So I, I think that's a situation where, like, you, you could say all the time that you want this guy to get fouled less. And then, you know, in a questionable call like that, either way, somebody was going to be mad. If they had yeah. called that, people are going to be mad that they had called that because Harden you know, has a reputation for sticking his legs out on shots or kind of flopping, whatever you want to call it. But I, I think it was a foul. I think it should have been called. I'm surprised it wasn't. But I think that does come down to just it's a it's a bang-bang call. It's yeah. so hard for to expect the officials to be perfect on every single one, particularly ones that there are arguments for. The fact that anybody can sit here and say that he may have kicked out his legs. The fact that there is even slightly an argument for it. I understand why it may not have been called with the game on the line like that. I, I, I'm actually not surprised the Celtics did that to the Bucs. I've kind of thought that, you know, teams with the run zone, Giannis struggles a, bit, a little bit against them. And if you can take Giannis out of his flow, if you can keep Giannis from getting out in transition and doing all that stuff that he likes to do where he's incredibly dangerous and make him a half-court player, Giannis is still really, 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 really good. I'm not gonna give him, I'm not gonna bash on him. But he's mortal in that situation. Yeah. 
And in the half court, I 110% think the Celtics are a better team by far. Mm-hmm. So as long as they can go the whole series and play close to how they did today, like not turn the ball over, not let the Bucks get out in transition, kind of cut off Giannis's path to the basket, make him work, make him work pretty hard to score. Uh, I think the Celtics will actually honestly pretty easily win that series. I'll take uh, uh, I've, I've been wrong most of the time. <laughs> like, I think we all have. Let's, let's be honest. It, it is most of the time. It's not partial. It is most. Right. Hey, but we've been. It happens, man. It happens. Don't worry about it. We all we all fall <laughs> short on those. So. I mean, I, I watched I watched the Cavs do that to Giannis last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was no one guy who can stop Giannis. There is no one man in the NBA who can stop Giannis. But no. several of them can. And mm-hmm. if you don't give him any easy baskets and you make him work for every single one, he is just a human being at the end of the day. Yeah. This isn't 2K. This isn't a situation where he's going to keep getting contact dunk animations. Like, <laughs> if you keep cutting off his angles to the basket, to be honest, he's a below average jump shooter. So oh, you know sure. what he's going to do. And the Celtics, they've, this game one was the book on how to beat the Bucks. Yeah. If if there is an exact way that you can look to how to beat the Bucks, that's what they did this game. And I think if they can do I that agree. for the rest of the series, it'll it may be a quick series. Who knows? Who knows? That's true. <clears throat> All right, moving on from the round ball to the awkward ball, um, one of the best sports there is. The NFL draft was this weekend, and no surprise, Kyler Murray went first. And then I, you know, figured Josh Rosen as soon as. Um, you know, turn on the TV was like, well, I wonder where I'm going to get moved to. So I guess he's now in Miami, right? Yeah. Got traded yep. to the Dolphins. Uh, Nick Bosa went second to San Francisco. Feel sorry for that guy. It's just poor, horrible team. Good player, terrible team. Um, some head scratchers is definitely Daniel Jones to the Giants. Um, oh. Very, very incredibly confused on why the Giants did that as well as their entire fan base is still angry. I'm just happy I'm not a Giants fan. I'd be furious. Um, I did like Dwayne Haskins, his little giggle once he saw Jones getting picked in front of him. And um, that gives him a good chip on the shoulder, I guess. But last time someone had a chip on their shoulder, um, quarterback wise, was uh, old Mr. Josh Allen. And look how that turned out. So. But I do believe Haskin is a whole hell of a lot better player than Josh Allen, um, quarterback-wise. And then, thank goodness the Steelers actually traded up. I was really scared um, once I saw the reports that they were going to do that, and I'm just happy they got Devin Bush, got a good player. I'm excited for that. Um, So you guys – oh, and another big thing. uh, Did you guys see Pat McAfee announce the third-round pick for the Colts? (laughs) That was the greatest thing I've ever seen. It was yeah. the most electrifying thing that has ever happened to the NFL draft and possibly Legend. to the NFL. It was incredible. McAfee needs to be on Monday Night Football to make Monday Night Football great again. But that's just me. That's my Hard two cents. Position. Amen. So, uh, Trace, what do you think about the draft, if you got to watch any of it? Yeah, it was it was good. I mean, it, it I, I enjoyed for the most part the first round, second round. That's usually about all I ever watch. I mean, I watched a little bit towards the end because I wanted to see if the two Marshall guys would get picked, and unfortunately, both of them were just undrafted free agents. But Tyree Brady's on the Jags, and then Malik Gantz on the Patriots, and uh, Ryan okay. B's with he's with Washington. So there, there's some pretty good landing spots there. But yeah, I, I saw a lot of teams hit their needs. Honestly, uh, I, I look at three teams in particular. Now, now. This is kind of just subjective, but I think these three teams probably had the best drafts, I would say, overall. I said I was I was looking through all of them today, and I thought the Ravens, the Patriots, and the Redskins all had really good drafts. I was looking at the Ravens, and they got Hollywood Brown from Oklahoma, who's the best receiver in the draft. They got Jalen Ferguson, who's just stud from Louisiana Tech. They got Miles Boykin, a receiver from Notre Dame. They got Justice Hill, Oklahoma State running back. Uh, they got Trace McSorley in a late round, Penn State quarterback. I mean, they had a really good draft. So I think the Ravens really improved. Uh, Patriots, uh, it's it's, it's kind of like a case of the rich keep getting richer. 
Patriots, I thought they had a really good draft. I mean, I think they're going to be, like always, a team to look out for. Uh, they hit on a lot of needs. They had a really good they, – they drafted Nikhil uh, Harry, a great receiver from Arizona State. That's going to be a really good target for Tom Brady. Uh, Chase Winovich from Michigan. I mean, everybody knows him. He's a stud. Damian Harris, Alabama running back, is really good. The just guy from West Virginia, that's the offensive lineman. He's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jared Thidham from Auburn. He, um, Patriots hit, hit on a lot of good players. I think they're going to be, unfortunately, I'm just getting sick of them. I don't have anything against them, but I'm getting sick of them. I think they're going to be really good. Agreed. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. It, I, I'm just tired of them personally, but, like, at the same time, can't necessarily hate on them because, like, you got to respect how good they are. And then, like I said, the Redskins, too, I thought they hit on a lot of good players. Dwayne Haskins. Montez, Montez Sweat, Bryce Love was a late mid to late round pick. Kelvin Harmon, receiver out of North Carolina State's really good. So I thought those teams really, really did well. Other teams probably did too, but those are the three that I looked at the most. So it was an entertaining draft. Uh, Daniel Jones to the Giants is absolutely mind-boggling. So I think they screwed up royally. So that's about it. Oh, yeah, definitely. I agree with you 100% there. And especially <laughs> with the Patriots, it's just somehow, some way they keep getting better. And I can't wait till they just – implode and become a terrible team again. <laughs> it'll probably never happen in our lifetime. Brady will find a way to play till he's 80. Anyways, uh, chat, what do you think? Did you get to watch any of it or keep up with it a bit? Yeah. Yeah. I watched the first and second round. I kept up with later rounds. There are a lot of teams that there is just a lot of things that surprised me about the draft. I, I knew Daniel Jones, stock was on the rise and, I, I figured he would go to the Giants, but I figured he'd be at 17 instead of 6. So what I imagine happened is for whatever godforsaken reason, Dave Gettleman he was a terrified that he wasn't going to fall at 17. Mm-hmm. I don't That's know why. Exactly right. him, I don't know why they had him higher on their list than Haskins. Personally, Haskins to me has the best arm in the draft. Maybe not the yeah. best quarterback, period, but the best arm. Mm-hmm. I... I don't. I don't get it. I, I didn't get the move, but there's a reason these guys get paid to make these decisions, and I don't. So yeah, sure. in, until he goes out there on the field and looks good or bad, uh, I'm not going to say it's an awful pick. It's just it was questionable for me. There's a lot of questionable ones there, but there's this is just a draft that, and if you needed skilled player, if you need skilled players, that this was not the draft for you. It was mm-hmm. ripe with linemen. And just not a lot of quarterbacks, wide receivers, running backs, anything like that. DK Metcalf's fall really surprised me. There was a lot of falls that really surprised me. Oh yeah, yeah. Metcalf fall. Metcalf fall that much? Yeah. On our last podcast, I did say Drew Locke to the Broncos. I just got the round wrong. (laughs) Yep. Called that one. Counting it as right. (laughs) It's still technically correct. Zach Tratter, tenure NFL scouting and analysis. Expert. <laughs> Chat Stradamus. Chat Stradamus. There you go. I like it. I love Greedy Williams falling to the Browns that far. I, I knew he yeah. was going to fall. There was a lot of questions about his tackling, and those are fair questions. Uh, but just for me, anyways, a cornerback coming up into the hole and sticking a running back, that's just that's a bonus. Like That's very it, true. It, it's nice to have, but at the end of the day, a cornerback's job is to shut down receivers. And if he does that, I can live with that. There are other guys who can tackle running backs out there on the field. There's linebackers on the field. If you are really going to judge a cornerback on how hard he can hit, then uh, your cornerback's going to get burnt a whole lot. They're probably not going to be very quick. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I think the draft was somewhat how everybody expected. I think a lot of teams got better. I think a lot of teams may have kind of shot themselves in the foot a little bit. Uh but we won't know until four or five years from now, so it's kind of hard to nope. say who exactly did that and who didn't. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but I, I liked it. It's very entertaining to see all those guys living out their dream and just seeing all the emotion run through all of them, particularly the guys who kind of fell a little farther than they expected to. You can mm-hmm. really see it in them, you know, kind mm-hmm. of the breakdowns that they had. Metcalf broke down a little bit. And uh, good God, someone tell him to put on a fucking shirt. I'm getting mad at looking at him. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the video of uh, 
of him walking into his meeting with Seattle and he's shaking everyone's yep. hand. Yep. And Pete Carroll then took his shirt off. He was like, well, all right, here we go. And I was like, okay, you know, once it's this is going to be a good match. I bet you Pete Carroll throws down on the grill. He just looks oh, like probably. he got his Air Monarchs on, probably a Hawaiian t-shirt, some khaki shorts. He's like, yeah, what do you want? Uh, medium? Uh, no problem. No problem. Yeah, no problem. I got you. I cut the grass earlier. Look how finely trimmed it is. Can you see that? Then I, I think the um, Seattle really, really reamped their wide receiver core, getting Gary Jennings and DK, yeah. plus signing you know Russell. If, he, if all three of those guys stay healthy, oh boy, that could be, be good. Yeah, could be pretty deadly. Chase, well, what are your thoughts, buddy? With Doug Baldwin, though Baldwin's uh, That's a true. Baldwin should probably just be done. To be honest, he's just yeah. I feel bad for him. He's a really good wide receiver, but just not being able to physically play anymore. Plus, chances of you know getting hurt one more time could ruin like the rest of your life physically. It's just it ain't worth it. Just ain't worth it, in my opinion. So I should just hang him up. And then I, I did thought it was funny when uh, Christian Wilkins <laughs> runs out and tries to chest bump Roger Goodell. It's like just trying to take out Roger right then and there so he doesn't have to deal with him in the future. I like it. What a genius move that was. Chase, what was your thoughts, buddy? Uh, well, I think for me, um, the big thing was if Carolina, Carolina would get better. Um, I think they did. Um, Brian Burns out of the uh, – Florida State, that was a hell of a pick, obviously, to replace Thomas Davis. Um, and then, you know, they went and got the offensive tackles and offensive uh, linemen that they needed. So, um, that was nice. And then everyone's talking about Will Greer replacing Cam Newton. First of all, shut the hell up. Yeah. He's not replacing Cam Newton. It's not happening. He's 1,000% replacing Cam Newton. Not right yeah. now. Newton, Newton doesn't have much longer. I know, <laughs> but. Like, I, I give Newton two years max after that shoulder surgery. Uh, to be totally 100% honest, this just, yeah. I don't see him lasting longer than that. Well, His shoulder's been not, screwed for I, a while. I'm not going to give up on him. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, last year we had no line, and now we beefed it up this draft. Um, so that, that helps. Again, I agree with Chapton. DK Metcalf needs to put a shirt on. I mean, for <laughs> God's sake, dude. We know you're ripped, but calm down. Um, Putting us to shame. Yeah. Patriots, they did the Patriots. You know, they did what they did. They get players that no one even really listens to or looks at or anything. Like Nikhil Henry, Arizona State, dude, that's such a good pick for them. Like, it makes so much sense, but... Um, then former Malik, Walmart employee of the month. Yeah, <laughs> and you got you know Malik Gant going there. Probably one of the hardest hitting um, safeties I've seen come through Marshall, other than Omar Brown and a cup. Ashton Hall was probably the hardest hitting one I've ever seen. But yeah. um, I mean they 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 were smart. Um, you know, there's a lot of head scratchers. That's for sure. Um. But it's the NFL draft. I mean, you got to expect the unexpected. And, um, again, I agree with you. Pat McAfee for Monday Night Football, Sunday Night Football, uh, yep. just for football in general because that was the greatest minute and 27 seconds for one pick I've ever seen in my entire life. So that's my thoughts on the NFL draft. Electric. It was hands down the best thing I've ever seen come out the that, draft. That, that and, I was going to say that was better than Jason Witten's entire run on Monday Night Football. Exactly. Like that right there was his. Uh, he doesn't even have to audition. He just has to show that video. Just show 60 <laughs> seconds of that video, maybe even 30 seconds to just be like, hire me, bitches, pay me. To ESPN <laughs> or to NBC or whoever yeah. is just phenomenal. Anyways, going to touch on the um, little ball. Uh, I guess I don't, really don't want to talk about it because it just hurts. Um, I know it's early in the season in baseball, but damn, man, we're just – mother – I don't even <laughs> want to talk about it, man. I'm so sad. Pirates have lost eight straight. They oh were up 5-1 to one and then give up six, five unanswered and and then losing extras. What? Yeah. yeah, it's just – God, they are horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. 
But that's all I'm going to say. Chat, I know you're having a phenomenal baseball season so far, buddy. And so you can <laughs> go go on your – yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what well, out there, chat? <laughs> yeah, just talk about it, saying. <laughs> well, I see the Red Sox got really close to catching the Rays after losing two games in a row to them. Oh, yeah, again, real close, It'll man. be – MLB Network was totally correct. I think yeah. if they do that the rest of the way, then, God, who knows how long it'll take. Right? Back-to-back. Going back-to-back. Uh, if they go on, like, oh, God, I think they're nine games down now. Uh, seven and a half. Seven and a half? Oh, okay. <laughs> I know the Yankees are pretty close still. Uh, somehow. God, I do not know how they keep winning games with their lineups that they're putting out. That was crazy. I mean, that's the Yankees. Though. They always seem to – they're the do Patriots it. of – baseball they really are though 1000 percent. they always find ways there's always somebody down there that can come up and hit 47 home runs somehow it's kind of aggravating but no i mean i, I think that yeah, the baseball I, I think the season's really really up so i think a lot can happen throughout the rest of this process i'm curious to see what does happen the red sox are gonna have to, they're gonna have to start playing better the Yankees yeah. are going to have to start playing even better than they have been, and they're winning a lot of games. There are a lot of teams out there that are losing a lot of games that they're just too talented to keep losing. The Mariners, the Mariners, I, I don't see them holding on to what they're doing. I mean, they're winning games, but they have the most errors in baseball, and they have one of the worst pitching staffs in baseball. At some point, yep. the bats will slow down, and that will catch up to them. Yep. Uh, or, well, I guess technically, the pitching could also catch up to the bats, but I see more likely the other way happening. Uh, it's it's pretty early on in the year, so I mean I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say even say a whole lot about the season. There's still a lot to go on. A lot can happen in the season. Yeah, it's true. Long season, thankfully. I guess not really. It's, being a Pirates fan just sucks. Chase, what are your thoughts? I know you're uh, having a good year too. You know it is what it is, man. It's uh, it's exciting, but. Again, it's too early to tell. Um, obviously, uh, for Chatterton, the Rays are having a great season, and hats off to them. They're playing uh, great baseball uh, top to bottom, whether it's hitting, uh, pitching, or fielding, or just all around. They're doing a great job, and they're getting uh, Ws in the wing palm, so that's all that matters. Um, Yankees, I mean, obviously, they're banged up. Uh, two more players today got hurt, uh, so – I mean, it's basically a farm league team for the Yankees right now, um, other than a couple players. And then you got Brett Gardner, who's like 37 and still out there playing, you know, outfield. It's crazy. But uh, Cubs, they, they've won here and there. They've they they choked a couple away. But, um, you know, overall pretty positive this last week uh, for them. But, uh, again, I mean – I love to see it because I hate the Red Sox, but uh, I agree. I mean, they're playing um, absolutely uh, dog shit baseball right now, top to bottom. Uh, love to see it. And, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much my MLB take right now. Um, still way too early to tell. Long season, but we'll see. Yeah, I got to give it another month or so before we start saying – uh, stick a fork in them or a knife in them or whatever you want to call. It. But as a Pirates fan, I'm gonna just gonna go ahead and say it. Pirates are done. Shit at the fan long time ago. So that's yeah, my little two cents. Trace, what about you, buddy? Yeah, about well, I agree with pretty much what you all said. I mean, Chase said. I mean, it's just too early to really get into much because it's it's like they're not even. Lord, I mean, it's not even May yet, so it's like they're not even close to teams getting in their groove or whatever. But no, I mean, the Pirates are—they're a dumpster fire. I mean, good Lord, how do you how do you lose eight in a row in the first place? First of all, like I, I just don't really—they <laughs> they, it seems like it was like so long ago that they had won like what five or six games in a row. They were playing really good baseball, and now they yeah. just can't win anything. It's like what is wrong with the Pirates? I mean, they just their pitching's terrible. Uh, they just – when you're up 5-1, to one, that's a game you should be able to win. I mean, that's how it is. And then, you know, Cubs have creeped over 500, so they're kind of catching on a little bit. Uh, Yankees have been playing really well lately, even with the injuries, like Chase said. They're, they're playing pretty well. 
you know, they've won nine out of the last 10, actually, the Yankees have. So they're playing well. Uh, at least the Pirates aren't as bad as the Marlins because the Marlins are sitting there at like eight and 20. So it, it could be worse if you're the Pirates. But I mean, and then it, I didn't really know this or really think about it and put it together, but the Cardinals are actually, unfortunately, in first place in the NL Central right now. I know yeah, we don't certainly. really. I know we don't really like that, but I mean, <laughs> not at all. But Cardinals are usually pretty; uh, they're usually always consistent. But so yeah, I mean, not too much is going on right now. Like you said, Rays are keep they're playing well, like they have been all year, and Houston and everybody's playing good and stuff. But yeah, not too much going on right now, I guess. Besides the Pirates sucking and everything like that, but it's pretty good so far. I, I'm interested to see uh, how the season progresses in the next in the coming weeks and months, and see if who separates from the pack. Hell yeah. Oh. Sorry. Is, it, is this again? Second week in a row, folks. Second back to back. Back to back. Oh, boy. Yep. Oh, Sorry. my God. Sorry. This, this guy. I woke up the puppy. This I woke guy. Up the Unbelievable. Sorry. I'm going to get a new drawer. I need some Pepto. Our this first sponsor is literally going to be a, an underwear company just for Jenna. Yeah. <laughs> Some Depends or Pepto-Bismol or something. Oh, I guarantee mm-hmm. it. Some guarantee it. better watch out. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's, that. how I, that's exactly how I feel about the baseball season right now. Yeah, yeah apparently. That's Pirates. Uh, uh, that's Pirates right there. Yeah. I love the reaction on that one too. Just like, uh oh. <laughs> he's like he's like again? I feel like every so person in the world has been there when you fart and you just kinda have to say uh oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh no. <laughs> whether it's where you did it or how it felt. <laughs> the elf. <laughs> it's a way of life. It's a way of life. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Well, um, on that note, switching uh, gears, Jimmy, you're done shitting your pants. Uh, Jimmy's yeah. switching drawers, switching topics. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm good. He's getting prepped. I'm getting prepped for uh, the next next segment. Uh there, there was. Gonna have to wipe in a minute. <laughs> Sorry. There was uh, there was some UFC and Bellator fights on last night. Some pretty big fights that happened. Uh, over on the Bellator side, uh, Benson Henderson picked up a win over there in Bellator, coming over from the UFC. Uh, he's picked up a couple wins over there in Bellator, but this is a nice little win. Uh, his career hasn't exactly been the same lately. Alima, Alima Lay McFarlane, who is somebody that I recommend every single person watch. She is so entertaining. She elbowed a girl in the forehead last night, and you could pretty much see the girl's skull. Like it was really? gashed open so bad. There was so yeah. much blood. It was amazing. It was amazing. Totally watched. So it. much blood. She almost died. It's fine. <laughs> it was great. Uh, Sounds like a great theme. Then in the main <laughs> event in the uh, Welterweight Grand Prix, Rory McDonald beat John Fitch. Sort of, technically. Uh, majority draw. Uh, one judge gave it to McDonald, the other two ruled it as a tie. But because it's in a Grand Prix and it's in a tournament, somebody had to advance, so they gave it to McDonald because, of course, I mean, I don't know how you can advance in a tournament off of a fucking draw. <laughs> I feel like they should have just gone out there for another round. Like I don't know the easiest way to do that, but uh, he delivered probably the weirdest post-fight I've ever heard. He, just after winning a fight, he said that while he was out there, uh, he landed some good shots, he felt like, but he had a lot of hesitancy to pull the trigger because he felt like Jesus was talking to him. Uh, every time he tried to throw something, he felt like Jesus was talking to him, and he just kind of lost the will to hurt anybody. Wow. After he just won a professional fight. Interesting. Uh, Interesting. And also, the next round of the tournament is in six weeks. So uh, I hope in six weeks he is ready to hurt somebody again because he's going to have to. You can't really be a professional fighter and not hurt people. That's not exactly the best job for that. Jesus, probably, I kind of need to hurt somebody for my profession. Probably yeah. should have just like worked in a soup kitchen. I'm uh-huh. just saying. Uh, that's a little bit less violent. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of sad to see Rory like that. That's the guy who has made viral rounds for his fight with Robbie Lawler. and 
just the image of him just spitting out blood, just staring at each other after that big war. It's kind of weird to see a guy who a lot of people suspected of being a sociopath <laughs> and a murderer. Because uh, the dude just looks fucking psycho. If you ever look him in the eyes, uh, that's that's not a pleasant experience. Uh, kind of weird to see a guy just kind of have that. I don't even know if I want to call it insane. I don't want to know if I want to call it insane or perfectly sane. Having that kind of epiphany in life at this point. So I imagine it takes this very special person to want to hurt somebody. Kind of weird to realize that at this point in your career. Yeah. But uh, hopefully he finds peace anyways. But on the UFC side of things, there is a lot of, not necessarily big name fights, but there is a lot of big fights for their respective weight classes. Corey Sandhagen uh, had the biggest one of his career. He's a nice little guy to watch out there in Bantamway. He beat John Lineker by split decision last night. There was some controversy behind that, as there is with most split decisions. But a lot of people felt that he did not win that fight. But at the end of the day, he did. Clover Teixeira proves that age does not matter. The dude's 107 years old and choking out 20-year-olds. They keep putting him out there, hoping that he is a stepping stone on a young guy's career, but instead he's just saying fuck it and beating them all and probably pissing people off in the process. (laughs) Mike Perry, Chase, that's your boy. Mike Mike? (laughs) One unanimous decision last night. Uh, He beat... Cowboy Alex Oliveira after losing his last fight to Cowboy Donald Cerrone. So I guess he's one and one against Cowboys now. Nice. I guess that's the only way to look at that. Yeah, that's true. If it, if it even needs to be said, Greg Hardy won first round knockout. Uh, nope, don't need to be said. <laughs> nope. <laughs> it's, it's whatever. It's whatever. They, they handed him a win. That dude looked terrible. I don't know how the fuck that dude that he fought has won nine professional fights in his life. He must have fought Trace nine times. No offense. So he had, he had two taken. losses too. So he, he technically won two of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the biggest part, the main event, Jacker Manson beat Jacare Souza. Uh, it was reported before the fight, Jacare was told that he would get a title shot if he had won the fight after having such a long career in the OC and having a lot of big wins. Uh, Obviously, Jacques Ray didn't win, so he clearly won't be getting a title shot at that point in time. Makes you wonder what's up for Hermanson next. Hermanson just beat a guy that they were saying was going to get a title shot. Hermanson, I feel like, needs a couple more wins, but my uh, basic math there, if you beat somebody who's supposed to be getting a title shot, logically, you are sort of next in line for one. Mathematic, I don't know. Logic, I don't, whatever fucking word you want to use. <laughs> but, uh, Chase, what did you think of the fights, man? All I got to say, Mike Perry. That's my guy. Um, it's his first win after getting married, so congratulations to him. Um, so that's awesome. But, um, yeah, the whole Rory Mc, uh, McDonald thing, man, it's, uh, it's a weird situation. Because I was at that fight against Robbie Lawler where, you know, he took all that damage and then Robbie, same way. Um yeah, I mean, I, I mean, if he said Jesus was talk to him, that's that's great, man. Uh, I need some answers too, but uh, neither here nor there. Um, but you know, I mean, if you're in the hurt business, which is exactly what he is in, your job is to hurt people. I mean, like you said, six weeks to tournament is his next fight for the tournament. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's supposed to be naming, naming Gracie, I think. Okay. Well, yeah. So six weeks from now, uh, you need to figure out if you want to hurt somebody or not. Because if you don't, that's fine. It, you've had a you've had a good career. Call it quits right off in the sunset. Enjoy your enjoy your uh, earnings, the fruit of your uh, fruit of your loins, all that other good stuff. Enjoy your time, man, and just right off in the sunset. But um, you know, I mean. Hermanson, uh, he looked he looked great. I mean, uh, Souza, I figured would win that fight, uh, simply because of the two weeks, no, whatever, how many weeks notice or whatever it was. Um, but he just he did not look good at all, and Hermanson looked, uh, you know, 
absolutely flawless. Um, again, with the whole Greg Hardy situation, I don't know how that guy even has a contract. Uh, he's absolutely trash. Uh, probably one of the worst fighters I've ever seen in the UFC. It's an absolute joke. Uh, Greg Hardy got an easy win, and he's just moving on up. And um, it's crazy because he's a despicable human being. He doesn't deserve to be where he's at. He deserves to be rotten in a jail cell. You never hit a you never hit a woman. Never put your hands on a woman, regardless of the thing. Um, so if you're a fan of him, um, don't even uh, come near us. Don't even get in my airspace. Don't even try to talk to me because I, I don't give a shit about you. Period. So that's that's my take on the fight this weekend. Uh, we got a lot coming up. Um, so, you know, we'll have a lot to talk about, a lot of pay-per-views, some good fight cards coming up. But um, in the coming weeks, man, we'll have some good stuff to talk about. So, um, well, I missed it for the NFL segment. But fun fact, last year, number seven overall pick was Josh Allen, quarterback. This yeah. year, number seven overall pick, Josh Allen, defensive end. I saw that. I feel like yep. throwing that out there. Yep. Uh, Sorry, had to. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that's on me. I missed it. Sorry. That's good thinking, Chad. Good thinking. I just, just. Yeah. Thanks, Chad, for picking up my slack. No problem, buddy. <laughs> Since everyone calls him man segments that I don't know anything about, Trace, what did you think about the fights last night? <laughs> no, I, I did. I will say I did watch a few minutes of. A, I can't even remember. I can't remember who it was, but I, it was. It was when it was on the morning on ESPN last night. I watched a few <laughs> minutes. Of, uh, uh, because it was on ESPN, so it was free, so it was easy to find, you know. So I saw a few minutes of one, and I also saw the highlight this morning that ended up being number six on SC Top Ten. I don't, it was, I can't remember exactly what it was, but I believe it was a knee to the jaw of some sort. Yeah, that was a <laughs> it was, it was pretty epic, so I was like, okay, that's epic. So I saw that much, so that's a little bit of progress there, but it's not, it's me, my, my analysis is nowhere near as good as your golf is golf analysis. So. <laughs> I will say the, that's very. The true. real question here is: This a sign that you are going to start watching? It's a sign that at least I'm. Yeah. I, if, hey, if it's easily accessible, I, I can turn it on every once in a while for See, sure. So. I don't think that's how that works because there's been like three times on this very podcast that I have told you they're going to be on ESPN, and this is the first time you told me you've watched on an ESPN. I'm a slacker. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> so the easily accessible thing. No offense. Kind of horseshit. Kind of yeah. horseshit. I, I I agree with you, but that's what I'm sticking with. So there you go, <laughs> Jimmy. Did you watch him last night? Negative. I watched more oh, than Jimmy. Well, what the heck? Yeah. I can't believe it. I know. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, first uh, he shits his pants for the second time, and then he didn't even watch the fights. Like, what a no. guy! What a no. guy! To be totally honest, not a clue. Ed, there was fights on. I yeah got back and uh, went went sleep sleep. Yep. Yep. Wait. Took a nap in that. Okay. Well, uh, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Yep. That's fair. Um, That's that's understandable. I guess. I expect uh, nothing less. Since Jimmy failed to do his homework, uh, I did. Moving on. Uh, Golf is golf. Golf is golf. Golf is golf. Yeah. But uh, you know, we've uh done this a couple times. I know um not much here as of late, but uh. We're going to get into would you rather. A little bit of hypotheticals here. Um, so I'm going to pass it around. I'm going to save mine to the end. But um, does anybody have any would you rathers they want to start out with? Just the floor is yours. And we'll answer accordingly. And let's see where it goes. So if anybody's got any, go ahead. Y'all got anything? Um, huh. I got one, but I'll let y'all go first. Yeah, I got try one. To, okay, you guys go. I'll, I'll try to think of one. Would you all rather be a high first-round draft pick with a lot of expectations and a lot of pressure, or would you rather be a middle-round pick with not as many expectations as not as many things given to you, per se, but less pressure to succeed? Good question. Ooh, that is good. Because higher draft pick, more money. Mm-hmm. More money, but also... A lot more, more pressure, yeah. If you what? don't, if you don't play perfectly, then you kind of get kind of thrown yeah. aside a little bit. There are a lot exactly. of top ten picks who still went on to be good players, but they weren't well, top you're... ten pick worthy per se. 
Yeah, and I was going to say real quick, if you're an early draft pick, that doesn't mean you're going to be a long-term you know, star in the NFL. I mean, Russell Wilson was a third or fourth-round draft pick, and he's now the richest paid guy in the league. Uh, and then Tom Brady was a sixth-round pick, and he's the GOAT. So, I mean, I, I'd almost – the more I think about it, the more I think I'd almost rather be a mid-round pick because there is less expectations. You have a kind of a chip on your shoulder. You know, Dak Prescott was a fourth-round pick. He's about to get paid. So, I don't know. There's been a lot of top ten, you know, high picks that have flamed out rather quickly. I mean, not all of them, but there's been a lot. So, I don't know. I, I'm almost leaning towards the ladder on that one. Yeah, I think I got to go with Trace. It's just definitely a middle-round pick, you know, and just come out with a chip on your shoulder and come out firing rather than uh, being like years past, your top 10 or even just first round in general, and you just phase out, and then you're working somewhere random and no one ever even knows your name anymore. So, Ditto. I agree. Um <laughs> I do middle round as well. I mean, sure, like the guaranteed money of the first round pick and everything is awesome, but at the same time, you don't know if you'll ever pan out or not, and sure. you got a lot of pressure already. Um, but um, you know, doing the middle round, not as much pressure. So, I mean, you still have to prove yourself, but it's a lot easier to do when there's not overwhelming pressure that's absolutely you know weighing you down. Everything that you do, no matter if you go, you know out to a restaurant and people see you or whatever. If you go take a piss at a local, like at a local public park in the, you know, in the porta body, I mean, you're under the microscope <laughs> no matter what you do. I mean, yeah. My brain is moving faster than your words. <laughs> I thought you were literally just saying that you just walk out to the park. Yeah, you just take a piss out of the park. Whip your dick out and take a piss. Say, I mean, who, well, that's how you go to jail. It doesn't matter where yeah. you're at that point. You're in jail. <laughs> the middle of the night. Nobody was around. But, right. No. no. <laughs> yeah, but Name like, one professional athlete who hasn't used the monkey bars to piss. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You're on the swing set. Just let it hang out. Just let it flow. Yeah. Three yeah, in the yeah. evening. I mean, yeah, yeah, there's probably people there. Like, but if I you mean, piss, you not piss. not a not a busy crowd, but you know, a good mid level crowd. You know, yeah, little, like, little league games going on. Yeah, you got no, shit going. I, yeah, tennis matches. You never know. Yeah, what is what it is? Hurricane City Park kind of thing. Yeah, there you go. But uh, yeah, I mean, again, middle round pick, definitely for sure. So yeah, that's the way I see it because you can always get paid for proving yourself. So. I'd just yeah. rather prove myself with less pressure and get my money. See, so, yeah, I feel like I'd rather be a higher one just and bet on myself a little bit because, I mean, hypothetically, let's say a first-round pick and a fourth-round pick compete and they play around the same level. Uh, and there's only one job available between the two of them. The first-round pick's always going to get it because of pedigree. Uh, so, in... I mean, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with being a mid-round pick. I, there's a lot of guys, like you all said, who, if you believe in yourself, I mean, it doesn't really matter where you go. If you mm -hmm. feel like you can play at that level, you can play at that level. Uh, but it, there, there has been time and time again where, as a first-round pick, you usually get four or five years. You know? Whereas a middle-round pick, if you're bad for one or two years, you're probably out of the league. Fair. Yeah, that's also a good point. But I, that's probably what I would go with. That's, I think that also depends on your character persona. I would like to try to bet on myself in that situation. Yeah. Uh, but I think there are a lot of people who just cannot handle being an early pick. I think there's a lot of people who that's just killed their career. I think that's yeah. killed Barkevius Mingo's career. That's a name that comes to my head. He was the sixth overall pick the year that the Browns took him. Dude's not been bad by any means. But, I mean, if you get taken sixth overall, you're expected to absolutely change the game yeah. and he doesn't really do that but he still has a job uh because i mean he's he's a solid player but nobody looks back at parkevius mingo and says oh he was worth it he was worth that six overall pick six seven whatever he was something like that but yeah that, that's just i think it depends on the person honestly yep all right tracy you got one yeah uh this one's kind of NBA basketball, basketball generally, but more NBA related. This one I was kind of thinking about because I've heard over the last, especially over the last few years where the Michael Jordan versus uh, LeBron James debate has uh, picked up pretty heavily. Uh, this is a really 
good. These are points that people always bring up, but I wanted to see which side you all would fall on under it. Would you rather lose in the first round of the playoffs? You know, first round you lose, or would you rather get all the way to the finals and then lose? And then that looks bad on your rec- your resume because you have however many final losses, which I'm kind of interested to see where y'all fall on that. So Zach, what do you think about that one? I mean, I'd rather lose in the first round. I imagine playing all those games and working your ass off to get to the very last stage of it. Uh, and just to lose that absolutely is crushing. Yeah. Because, I mean, also, if you lose in the finals, you lost to the best team in basketball. It, the, the team that wins the championship is usually always the best team in basketball. I don't think there's a lot of pride lost in that. There shouldn't be anyways. True. But I feel like a guy like Russell Westbrook is a good example. Russell Westbrook keeps getting eliminated early in the playoffs, and at the end of the day, that's going to weigh on his career more than I think losing in the finals would for him. Yeah. Uh, but I, I would rather lose in the first round, uh, give myself a little bit long of an extended summer, uh, work on my craft a little bit longer, but – uh, I imagine losing the finals. That's kind of a, it's kind of a punch in the gut, per se. Just getting that close and not making it. So I would personally rather lose in the first round. Yeah, that's that's a good point, Jimmy. What do you think? At first, like right after you asked the question, I was saying, um, in the finals, no, no doubt about it. But then after hearing chat talk, I was like, well, okay, now I'm leaning more towards first round. Because I was like, original thought was lose first round. I would just be pissed at myself for not like doing better for him with the team and, um, you know, trying to make it farther. But then losing in the finals is probably got to be like a kick to the dick and just, you know, you know, you, you're going to feel like shit for the rest of the, the off season leading up to the next season and just trying to get better and better. But yeah, the extended summer vacation or extended off season does sound kind of nice just to practice a little harder and um, spend time with the family rather than, you know, being all pissed off and upset because you lost the finals. So, yeah, I think I got to go first round. Yeah. Chase, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to say first round too. I, w- I wouldn't want to get all the way to the finals and lose all the time. I mean, that'd be shitty, but yeah, uh, yeah I have to agree. First round for sure. I mean, even though it sucks, you get bounced and all that, but it's all good. You still made the playoffs. Uh, you proved yourself. You made it there. So, I mean, but then again, all that counting against your record in the finals, I mean, yeah, takes a toll, that's for sure. So, first round. Yeah, It also kind of depends on the player for me. Because, like, if you're, yeah. like, a mid-level player, then making it to the finals is a huge deal for you. Yeah, right. exactly. But if you're like if you're like a superstar getting bounced in the first round, that is really fucking embarrassing. Yeah, well, chat, well, chat, we're white, so I mean, we're definitely those middle players. So like, I mean, hey, let's I'm talk. Talking. Let's I mean, talk. First round for us is perfect. We're like, oh, this is great. We're here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're here, baby. Unless it's hockey, <laughs> extra paychecks. Embarrassing. <clears throat> oh gosh. Yeah, I think if you're a superstar, getting bounced in the first round is pretty fucking embarrassing. Mm-hmm. It also depends where you're ranked. Like, if you're a low seed, then, you know, I mean, getting bounced in the first round isn't that big of a deal because you're not really – like, say you're the eight seed going against the Warriors right now. Well, you lose in the, the first round, no one really cares. <laughs> no, and I was going to say, too, I mean, it, I like your like that point you made about it depends on the level of player. But, like, if you're, if you're a, like, a LeBron James or a Kevin Durant or a Steph Curry or whoever, everything you do gets magnified. So, like – if you get to the finals and you have a couple bad games or you have a bad series or whatever, that's magnified times about 10 compared to anybody else. So, I mean, that's, that's a, fair. it's, it's a, it's a stain. It, it's viewed as a stain on your legacy. If you lose in the finals a bunch of times, I mean, that's just how, that's how the all time greats are viewed is they look at championships. They look at, you know, the, the stats, they look at the finals. So that's how you're pretty much, <laughs> Uh, legacy solidified, so to speak, for right or for wrong. So, yeah, I'm I'm with y'all in the first round thing. I think there's a lot of variables that go into that too. So, I mean, if you've worked your if you've absolutely worked your ass off and you fought really really hard to get to the finals, as a fan too, like watching a team, you know, the Cavaliers the last few years, uh, watching a team that you know makes it to the finals in and out, uh, 
even when they didn't win the finals, man, watching the first round, the second round, and the third round, is every single game I was excited. And yeah. I imagine giving your fans that is awesome. But I also imagine if you're a team, like if you're a Thunder fan right now, watching your team get bounced in the first round. Year that, after year after year. There, mm-hmm. was, there was no genuine excitement for you. And as a player, I imagine that weighs on you knowing that uh, your fans have to go home and be upset for significantly longer than a lot of other fans do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's just, there's a lot of variables into that. I don't, it's never good to lose period. You no. never want to lose period. If you make it to the finals, you want to win the finals. If you make it to the first round, you want to win the first round. But I don't know. I, th- I feel like it would be a little bit easier of a pill to swallow, I guess, to lose in the finals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but anyways, what were you I finally say Trace. Yeah, no, I... you know, go ahead. Answer. Oh, I said I agree with y'all for sure. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay, so I finally fit, uh, thought of one. I'm staying on Trace's topic, but instead. We'll say you're the best team in the league, and w- so would you rather get swept in four games or lose game seven in the first round? Both of these situations are first round. Uh, chattered. I'd rather take it to game seven. Take it to mm-hmm. seven. Yeah, I mean, at least give yourself a chance. Yeah, that's true. I feel like getting swept is uh, it's about as low as you can get. Getting swept in the first mm-hmm. round. <laughs> Yeah, that's also true. Especially knowing you're the best team in the league. Yeah, but I feel like I mean losing in a game seven, it's hard. It's not exactly easy per se, but I mean, uh, getting swept, I imagine, is a little bit more embarrassing. Probably, I would say so. Chase, what do you think? Yeah, I have to agree. I would say game seven as well. I mean, like Charlton said, at least you give yourself a chance, you know, to win win the series and move on. But um, yeah, I have to agree. Game seven for sure. Oh, my. Yeah, uh, no, no doubt there. Definitely. I'd rather lose in the game seven. I mean, if you're the best team in the league and you go, you're the one seed and you get swept by the eight seed that just barely snuck into the playoffs. That's about as bad as it gets. I mean, like at least if you get to like the Western Conference Finals or the NBA Finals and you get swept, at least you you know you know you lost to the best. But if you're the one seed and you're getting swept by the eight seed, that's a bad look. Like imagine the Warriors a couple years ago they were seventy three and nine. Imagine if they would have got swept in the first round. Like, that would have been awesome. <laughs> it would have been epic. Don't get oh yeah, it would have been. But just imagine how the NBA like world would have reacted to that. Like that's just in. Uh, impossible. So yeah, I definitely agree. Game seven. I mean, at least that's a competitive series. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I was thinking of because of the uh, the hockey playoffs going on, and that the Lightning were the best team in the league, and historically had the best record in like the last twenty years or whatever, and get swept in the first round. Uh, mm-hmm. Still makes me giggle. And then you're the um, Washington Capitals still. Um, defending Stanley Cup champions and then they lose game seven. So I was like, okay, this is I thought it was a a, a good one. But anyways, that's all I got. I hear you. All right. So mine we're gonna do a little bit of a Game of Thrones reference here. Would you rather be the one who takes the throne and have all that responsibility, all that pressure? Or would you rather be kind of like the right-hand man to the throne, and everybody looks to you, and you get shit done, but you end up dying quicker than the person on the throne. But you die a hero. The guy on the throne, you don't. I want to hear your takes. Trace. Ooh. Um, well, dying quicker is never an appealing thought. But... Uh... <laughs> Second, second quality, quality observation. If you want to put it like that, it's, like, it's been forty-seven seconds. I'm good. I'm back. Right. Yeah, that's fine. Um, 
I mean, that, <laughs> I, I like the whole earning a hero uh, status thing. I like that. But at the end of the day, I don't really care what people think. I, I'd probably rather be the top guy because, you know, if you live longer and you're the top guy and you have all the more resources and whatever, that's just better. But, I mean, hey, if, if, if I was the right-hand man and I could live as long as the top guy, I'd choose right-hand man. <laughs> but if you can't do that, then i got to go with the other one. So, I like life. I'll kill you. <laughs> Jimmy, what do you think, man? Uh, quotes. I like life. I like life. <laughs> I like life. That's, that's well, I, I like life. life <laughs> like, I don't necessarily love it, but I like it. <laughs> I don't love it. I don't love it, but I don't hate it either. I'm right in the middle. When I you, like it. We need to throw that on one of those like inspirational pictures that looks like it can be an inspirational quote, but it's just, I like life. Put it on like on an ESPN 30 for 30. What if I told you he didn't hate life? He didn't love life, but he liked life. <laughs> he liked life. It's like me wearing those pink glasses in high school. I'd be the quote. Oh, boy. I think I would rather be the top dog. I think that'd just be cool. Just see my little ginger ass run the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, bitches, y'all got to listen to me. But yeah, yeah. I'm going with top dog. <laughs> I feel you. I like life. <laughs> Zach, what do you think, man? Uh, I'll I'll take the throne. I mean, if we're doing Game of Thrones reference here, there's been six seasons leading up to this. I want that fucking throne at this point. Fuck yeah, it. I agree. <laughs> I have to take the throne because, like, I I don't care. Like, if I die getting like harpooned by a bunch of arrows, I'm like, yeah, look at my crown, bitch. <laughs> it's gonna like it's gonna look great in my casket, and then you got Trace over there. It's like, yeah, you know, I like life. It's cool. I like life. I'll I'll enjoy it while I'm here. But. Yep. <laughs> oh motherfucker! I just got Game of Thrones spoiled for me. Nah, that sucks. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> don't say anything. Do not yeah. say yeah. anything. We got a lot going on. But uh, yeah, I mean, mad. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter. Social media. Damn it, Twitter, man. No, I agree. Yeah, social media sucks. But uh tweeted that out if you get fucking AIDS. Yeah, that's fair. That's it's fair. It's been strong, but just yeah. like LaShawn McCoy ruining uh endgame for everyone because he tweeted it out. Oh you guys see that? Oh I saw. Yeah. yeah. Oh Mr. Shady. I, Colby Shit. Covington did that last year. That's why I hate Colby Covington. Oh fuck that guy. There's I think Colby Covington's a Kobe dick, Covington, period. But... Oh, Colby Covington's a dick, period. But I hated Colby Covington before I saw he was a dick. I no. hated him the second he spoiled Infinity War. You hated him before that. he was mainstream. A kind of like yeah. satanic motherfucker does that. Yeah. For real. I agree. Why don't you just like kill babies? Like, that's easier to handle than spoiling a movie like that. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't know about all that. Thanks. Man. Thanks for having my back, guys. No, uh, you're not, okay. Dude, all right, I got your back. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I got you're you. All you're doing with this one. Sunday, <laughs> Jesus Christ, you're over here talking about killing babies. I mean, <laughs> what are we supposed to do oh, with shit, that information? Sunday. Yeah. yeah. What are we doing, Chad? Yeah. <laughs> when we put this out, it won't be Sunday anymore. Yeah, that's fine. Right. But, true, but that. true, true. But Monday true. afternoon. <laughs> I think we need to have a talk. Doesn't need to have a talk because Rory McDonald. Yeah, Rory yeah. McDonald. He'll tell you quit mid fight. It's okay. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, I don't think anybody got else. Any anybody got? Oh my god, I can't talk. Anybody else got anything? Negative. Negative. It's ironic that Rory McDonald had the epiphany that he doesn't want to hurt people while he's fighting John Fitch, who right doesn't in the hurt people. Yeah, that dude can barely connect a punch. But uh, John Fitch has finished one fight in like 15 years. I know it's crazy. I think it's ironic that's the fight you have the epiphany in. You see John Fitch, you get hit by John Fitch, and you just immediately feel like I don't want to hurt people anymore. Probably get. It's like hit, getting hit with a pillow, like a pillowcase, not even a pillow, just a pillowcase, <laughs> like just flop you in the wind. Like oh, oh, that was inconvenient, but I got to keep it moving. Uh, keep moving. <laughs> but gentlemen, so. Uh, Jimmy knows I've talked to him earlier, but either in May or June, haven't decided yet. We're trying to work out the dates, but backyard party at my house. So we can do underrated, but confident, all that other shit, whatever y'all want to do. But we got Clayton Shea from Nashville, Nashville recording artist coming. 
So it's going to be absolutely lit. The backyard's going to be jumping, just like high school, just like my college graduation party. Kegs, the whole works, everything. Um, So I wanted to announce that first thing right now because it's going to be jumping. I mean, it's going to be great. (laughs) And I just want to let everybody know that. So everybody that's listening, if you want, if you want to come, just DM us on our page. We'll make sure we put you on the list because there's going to be a list, Chad. There's going to be a list. There's going to be a list. Can I get on the list? Hey, let me get on that list. list. I don't know what list I'm on, but let me get on it. I want to get but, put on uh, another list. I'm just going to walk around to sections of the party and feel like I am on the list. Yeah. 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 See how many people just kick me out of their social circles. Absolutely. Yeah. We don't um, know this guy. He ain't on the list. Yeah, he ain't on the list. Get out. But I could have got guys... put on a list this past time in Nashville that dude thought I was famous. Yeah, I mean, hey, it is what it is, bro. He thought you were Chicken Little. And we we're like, yeah, it's him. We all know. So, uh, it's Chicken Little, motherfucker. Yeah. We don't have a big entourage, but we have one. You know, we, we're there. But uh, if you guys get a chance, uh, check Clayton Che out on Instagram. Uh, he does a lot of covers. He's got a lot of um, original material himself. He's really good. So um, make sure you give him a follow. Um, and if you guys want to come, just let me know. DM the one of us or DM the page and we'll make sure we put you on the list. Um, Cause it's going to be wild. It's going to be a good party. But uh, for uh, episode 13, pretty solid one. If I say so myself, um, you know, we'll be back in a couple of days on here. Get it jumping again, getting after it. Um, hope you guys have a good week. You know, tomorrow's Monday time to kick it in the teeth, show them your dick, tell them who's boss. Uh, so under a, but confident, have a good night, savages. Enjoy oh, your week. Let's go. My mom's having surgery tomorrow. Good luck, mommy. Yeah. Hey. Good peace luck. and peace. Tease Pray and peace. Praise up. Praise up to chats, mom. So. Yep. All right. Have a good one, guys. See you.